Uh, yep, some scriptures. It's, it's, as I say every time, it's very familiar, and I know I've preached from it. These men probably preached from it. You've probably heard it in several several times. <clears throat> Boys had it on my heart, uh, I guess, since since Sunday. Maybe since Monday. I don't even know. But over in the book of Acts, <coughs> in the 17th chapter, around the time here, is, is Paul came to Athens. And, uh, and uh, I don't know, I just couldn't get away from this scripture. And then all day today, uh, I, I really want to get home and get to digging into it some more to try to see. And it just seemed like I couldn't get no further than what the, what the Lord had on my heart. You know, a lot of times we'll try to pull stuff out of something that the Lord ain't really want to pull out. He just want to, want to give you what he had there. And uh, uh, I believe a man ought to study and try to go as far as the Lord wants him to into something. But sometimes we try to go further than he wants us to. But, uh, but, but I want to read maybe just a little bit in this. And, and like I say, I know it's familiar. I uh, hope it is. Uh, but maybe in starting in about the 16th, uh, 16th verse there <coughs> of the 17th chapter of Acts. He says, Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons. And in the market in the market daily with them that met with him. Then certain philosophers and Epicureans and of the Stoics encountered him, and some said, What will this babbler say? Other, some, he seemeth to be a setter forth of strange gods, because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him unto Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine wherefore thou speakest is. For thou bringest certain strange things to our ears. We would know, therefore, what things these mean. For all the Athenians and strangers which which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear something new. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For as I passed by, I beheld your devotions. I found an altar with the inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worshipped, Worshipped him, declare I unto you, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Neither is worshipped with man's hands, as though he needed, needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to, to, to dwell on all the face of the earth, 
and hath determined the times before appointed and the bonds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after Him and find Him, though He be not far from every one of us. For in Him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your poets have said, for we are also His offspring. And I, I think I'll stop right there. But, but, but my heart's been in this Scripture, like I say, all week. And it's just been rolling over and rolling over, David, in my heart. And I got to thinking about this as Paul came to this place. And, uh, and, 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 and like I say, I know I've preached from this and we've all heard these things. But, but, but it never hurts us to be reminded of all things in the Scripture. But I thought about as Paul came up on, up on these uh, uh, Epicureans and the Stoics and the philosophers and all these different ones there in that day. And, and, and I got to thinking on them types of, of, of men and, and thinking about what they are. And if, if you about bundle them all into one bundle, they've each got their own titles. You know, but 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 I think the Epicureans they was they was sought the pleasures of this life, the things of this world, and and, and, and Stoics and, 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 and philosophers basically they seeking knowledge and the gain thinking and wanted a, 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 an inward pleasure and an inward happiness and in, in gaining knowledge of all these different things and and, and, and you basically just 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 wind it up to this. They were all seeking uh, some pleasures in this life, and they really didn't know where to get it from, so they were just searching into everything. And they were looking into all things. And, and so they just they, they, had, they had everything set up over here at Mars Hill, and, and they was just worshiping every which way they was, Cliff. They had everything they was calling it a God. And they had altars into all these different things. And, and, and you, you, you can think what you want to about maybe the, the time they lived in and, and the, the, the type of idols they had set up naturally as, as maybe was made with man's hands and different things of that nature. But I want you just to think just a minute about the day and the hour that we live in. And, and the times that we live in. Uh, Paul called them right there in that. It said over where we started reading... Uh, let me find words at there. Give me just a minute. Oh, thirty sixteenth verse. Now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. Don't it just tear you up when you get to looking around and seeing that everything that this world's worshiping nowadays? And and, and and this may cut a little deep tonight. I'll just be honest. It's been a it's been a kind of a heavy message. It's been on my heart to have to preach tonight, just to be honest with you. But I got to thank you in this about all the things that Paul's spirit got stirred up in him when he seen the whole place taken in idolatry. In other words, they the worship and idols. There's a worship of things that wasn't God's. And, and I got to thinking as he went over there, and, and if you read on back, you'll see the behavior of Paul. His manner was that when he came up on something that wasn't right, he addressed it. And that, that ain't very popular anymore when something ain't right and you address it. Because it's, it's a, we, brother, we live in the day and hour. If it's wrong, don't say nothing about it. Just kind of go on. We just kind of ease on life, honey, because we don't want to stir no trouble, baby. We don't want nobody to get upset or angry or their feelings hurt. I said this the other day down there where I was at at that youth 
lying down there. I told him we live in a day and hour. Uh, and, and you just heard it. I say it all the time. We live around a bunch of snowflakes. You touch them, they melt. And in the day and hour, that's the way it is. And the kids break from behind the pulpit. I'm scared to touch anything because I'm afraid the church will go apart. I'm afraid that people will melt. Hey, it'll hurt some feelings and we'll lose some people and things of that nature. But I'm going to tell you what, Paul, that was not his manner. And when you follow Paul, you'll find that there was people came to the Lord. But I thought as he come up on these people, these people that were searching for pleasures and searching for things and, and trying to gain the knowledge of all the world had to offer. And yet, you know what they had set up on their offering? Just in case. Just in case we miss something. We want to have us a little altar set up over here for an unknown God. Just in case. Because what did he say? They were superstitious. Boy, they didn't want to make sure. They made sure they didn't leave nothing out. But you know what they are doing? They are leaving it out. They are leaving it out. That's what Paul come to them. He come to them and he says, I've, I've got to tell you something. I won't preach to you the unknown God. That one you don't know. Hey, you know all these other dead gods. You know all these other things that you've been trying to fill your life with pleasure through. Hey, them old gods that don't tell you nothing's wrong. Them old gods that just said in your way will do. Hey, you know them gods, but I'm going to tell you, Jay, about a God that's nothing like them. Hey, he went to preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified unto them. And I'm going to tell you what, they said what men like it to. But I'm going to tell you, if you read to the end of that chapter, there's some of them that come and grab a hold of it and come to know the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I'm going to try to address everything as the Lord's given to me in this. First off, I want to go back, if you want to go back to Jeremiah. You read over there about the second chapter of Jeremiah. So I got to read this. Please, it just took me right back to over into Jeremiah. I got to think, I got to think about all them unknown gods. I got to think about all this, this uh, false worship. <coughs> I thought about the Jeremiah's back. The Lord spoke through the prophet Jeremiah. And if you read in the beginning of that second chapter, then the word of the Lord came to me again saying, What did Jeremiah thought? What did Jeremiah's word? The word of the Lord came to him. And he delivered it unto the people that needed to hear. <coughs> by what they're chasing after. They had, they had took, and the, the, the Bible said now they committed two evils. They had forsaken the, the, the living fountain. Yeah. And they hewed out unto themselves systems, broken systems, the Bible says. They wouldn't hold on. Now I'm going to try my best to break it down just a little bit more right there. Not that the Word of God needs anything else, but I'm going to give it to you the way the Lord gave it to me. 
You know the more unknown gods they had over there? They could never get no satisfaction out of them. They could never get no peace out of them. They could go back time and time again. So man, and they could go back and they could worship. And every day they spent out trying to go through each one of those things to make sure they wasn't missing nothing. And every day they went home just as empty as they did the day before. <coughs> and a lot of us goes through this very week. And we go through week after week. And we're worshiping every other God besides the unknown God. You know what he is to us? He's unknown. We're speaking every other thing that we've got, every other pleasure. We're trying to gain knowledge. We're trying to gain something down on the inside to find a peace in our life. And you know what we're doing? We're creating ourselves an idol. We're giving unto idolatry. More so than we want to ever admit in our lives. No, no, it ain't a little old shape of a fat booger doll up here. It ain't nothing like that. It ain't no big old image of Dagon. Oh, it ain't them kind of things, Cliff. No, it ain't. But I'm going to tell you what it is sometimes. It might be the almighty dollar. It may be our job. It may be our hobbies. It may be a lot of different things we're chasing in this life. And you know what? All of them things right there to no profit at the end of the day. He said if we gain the whole world, we lose our soul. He said what profit is it? Hey, and it's like what we heard Jeremiah say. He was a teller. There's no profit in the things that you chase. And, hey, but I'm going to tell you what Paul preached unto them over there in Athens. He preached unto them Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He's let them know there's a fountain you can dip out of. They won't never run dry. These old jobs. Hey, these old idols. These old hobbies. Everything we got coming. Hey, one of these days you say it all the time. Them things just become a burden. Hey, they're just a hardship on us. But I'm going to tell you what. I'm not saying when I'm 12 years old. I'm still living from that fountain. I'm finding it satisfying. We got every kind of church that you're talking that way in all over our country. There's all kinds of ways that people say they're worshiping. There's all kinds of ways they say they're preaching the gospel. There's all kinds of things they're doing. You know what? This slip in a little longer to the unknown God in and out of these places. Ain't a big God in They've got their little hours set up to to the unknown God. They're bringing in their music. They're bringing their their way of living. They're bringing in everything they want to do. And then they want to slip across in there. They want to slip God in there with all that stuff. It might get quiet there. I don't know. I'm just going to tell you. It's the truth. This cause, you know what, brother? I'm sure you see as much as I do. You know how many people I see wearing a cross down there? And they ain't playing wrong with it. You got one on right there. They ain't playing wrong with that. You want to know something? 
That's about all that some people know. It's just an unknown God to them. They don't even know what that cross is. They don't even know what truly happened on it. They don't even know what happened in that tomb over there. They don't even know that God is alive. They've never drank from a well that never runs dry. They've not got a fountain that keeps flowing full of living water. They've got a little cute out cistern that's constantly leaking on them. And then they have to seek pleasure after pleasure and thing after thing to try to fill a void that'll never be filled without Jesus Christ. The way the Christian church is around here. I'm walking here. I'm walking there. You sit there and worship the whole of the unknown God. I've never known who the truth is. But we're superstitious. We're going to make sure we cover all our bases. That's because one of these days when we die, we want it to say, member at Community Chapel. Member at we want to say something like that in there to where we think we've covered all our bases. If somewhere along the way we make some kind of profession, somebody told us everything's all right, Cliff. Yeah. You'll be okay now. And then you're able to walk out a door and you're able to walk right back in anytime you want to, missing months and two months and years of time, and then everything's all right. But I'm going to tell you something. They something about this fountain I drunk from. I stay wet with it. Hey, my whistle stays wet with it. This fountain just keeps a giving and a giving and a giving. It don't ever run out. I ain't got to go down the road and change something else. I ain't got to feel my gullet. This water that I've been drinking from, it still tastes just as good today as it tasted when I was 12 years old and I still want to drink from the same fountain. Yeah, it's just weavers tonight. Hey, man. <laughs> I need to get to do it. So check it out. Oh, we've got a cost. We've been finding something here. That's what they wanted over here. Jackson, every time they turned around, they were seeking for something new. I got news for you. This gets just gets newer and newer, what I got. Yes, I think right. I go looking for it. It just keeps getting fresher and fresher, you know? yeah. The one fellow said, gooder and gooder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that my churches could get full of people that, that's like Paul. They need to be that unknown God. Yes, that's right. He wasn't unknown to Paul, Emma. Uh-uh. No, he knows who they who they were looking for. He, he was ready and willing to tell. You know what they're going to have to do? I know it's going to get the water. I won't say popular doctrine, but it's going to get the water doctrine. Did you hear what it said these people had to do? Listen here. He said he said in that twenty sixth verse, he's letting them know. You're worshiping everything they is under the sun here. He said, there's one God that loved you enough to give His life. All these other things you're worshiping, your knowledge and all your other pleasures, those things have never gave you nothing that you didn't have to try to go get more of. But He's, he's telling them there, He said, in that 26th verse, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed 
and the bounds of their habitation. Now listen, that they should seek the Lord, if happily they might feel after Him and find Him, though He be not far from every one of us. Hey, you want to know something? I believe the grace of God that brings salvation hath appeared unto all men. Yeah. I believe the gospel will touch every man, woman, boy, and girl's life before they leave this earth. You know what he said you're going to have to do? Seek after him. Yeah. Be for him, Clint. Yeah, you know what? Them men over there at Athens, there's some of them that, that walked away from there and followed Paul after this. Then it started following, you know what they were doing? They were building for what he had. They got to seeking after what he had. They had to go looking for him. And their hearts got yearned for that God that Paul got to preaching to them about. There's some of them, they were so they were so settled in their gods, they were so settled in their pride. Oh, them philosophers, boy, and them. Stoics and them Epicureans over there. Well, they were smart people. They were smart. Boy, they had some sense about them when it comes to knowledge of a lot of things. They could probably told you every star they was, everything they is out there in the world, and all these different things. They could have told you. And when you come in here preaching something different than what they know, oh, they didn't want nothing to do with it. But there's some of them down there. Boy, that's and you know what they went to doing? They got to feel that. And they got to seeking after it. They got to walk it. You know what I think we're going to be like? We're going to have to start seeking after it. Oh, yes. I'm going to tell you this. I believe in the prayers of the church. I believe in the testing lives. Hey. I just believe there's going to be a few that'll hear the call. There's going to be a few that come. Well, I don't believe that. I believe every man over there at Mars Hill heard the gospel. And I believe every man over at Mars Hill had a choice that they could reach out and they could go seek him. How did these men get a hold of salvation? How did Paul get a hold of it? He had to give his knees and seek it. How did any other sin that was born again ever get a hold of salvation? You had to get your knees and get the sick. They say to me, I stepped out of the cube. You know what you stepped out of the cube for? You can sick. I believe in that too. I believe you step out on the faith, baby, when you go forward with it like that. I believe they ain't going to turn back. But you know what? When that gospel goes out, when that gospel proves, and my prayer is today that these are the ones that are living on God. It's sitting on pews Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday. And some of them, it'll skip me a Christmas to Christmas before they ever sit on another pew. Mother's Day to Mother's Day before they ever sit on another pew. And I love you, God, brothers, when they got to hear the gospel. They'd get the reaching point. They'd get the seeking point. They'd get the feeling point. You know what that was? You know what? When this gospel comes in, it's turned into the darkness of a man's life. You ever been in the dark? 
I am. I've been scared to death in the middle of the dark. As a grown man, I ain't going to lie to you. I've been where I didn't know where to take another step, where to go, where to go. And you know what you start doing? You don't think about it. Boy, when you get scared and they have fear get the hold of you, you start starting to feel, don't you, Isaac? What do you have? That sun might trust. What do you see some here? Like that? Put my foot down there and I stay there. I thought about that bad in this right here. He's going to go to sleep in half of the night. And they go to clean it for me. Boy, when the Lord starts revealing it, you see a little glimmer of light. You start feeling trying to get closer to that light where you can, you can make sure you're going to get to where you can see what's going on. Boy, when you can walk into that light. There ain't nothing like it. There ain't nothing like it. Ever since I got in the light, I never had one to go back to dark. <laughs> you know what? That dark scares me. <laughs> that fear of hell and that unknown is out there scared. There's a light of the gospel that gets preached when God lays His anointment upon His men. And there's a gospel and the grace of God that goes out in this place. Start shining just a little glimmer in people's lives. And that's what happened over there. That's what the Lord was telling them over there. You can hew you out all the systems you want. I'll tell you what happened to me the other day. I hauled a barrel all the way to the job, Cliff. Got all the way down there in Little Pine. We had to get our water from way down the hill. I had to haul it up there and dump it in another barrel. I got down there and we lifted that barrel up. And look, and boy said, well, there's a hole in the bottom of it. I hadn't realized I left my barrel down there at the barn so long. It's turned over, but it'd been holding water up there in that ring. It rusted quickly, no holes out the bottom. And you know what we was trying to do? We was trying to catch it in there quick enough today to drive it up the hill fast enough to dump it out. You know how aggravating that is? Yeah. That's, that's the aggravating, just to tell you. That's the way it is in this life right now. That's people are trying to drive so fast to keep water frozen the bucket so quick. And they just got an old sister and they view out and they won't hold water and they can't find enough pleasure. You know what I'm about sick of seeing? How much of people I love that's sucking down drugs just left and right, liquor and booze and everything else, and I'm watching them waste away right before my eyes. And you know what I'm watching? I'm watching them try to pour something into something that can't hold nothing. It won't do them no good. It ain't getting no pleasure. There ain't no happiness in it. And every time I go by, I start trying to tell them about, hey, come drink all this fountain. Boy, you just think what you're drinking. All these different pleasures of life, deer hunting. I got buddies that'll talk deer hunting to me all day long. I mention the Lord and they don't want to talk. Boy, you can talk about some big 8.9 more bucks. Maybe they'll talk all day long and just as excited and oh my gosh, can't wait till deer season gets here. Oh my goodness. Can you come to church on Sunday? Oh, I just can't see what I've got going on. Oh, I want to tell you. You can kill the biggest bigger buck that he is. And you know what you're going to want next year? To kill a bigger one. And that bigger one ain't going to feel that boy. And that next one ain't going to feel that boy. We're going to be chasing down everything they use in this life and missing out on a family that won't never let you go thirsty. <laughs> they forsaken it. That's what he told them over in Jeremiah. He said, look at all the times I delivered you. Look at all of what I brought you out of. And you've forsaken me. Two evils. 
You forsook me, and not only forsook me, but you tried to make your own God. What are we trying to find happiness in in this world? We better take them words to heart in the day and hour we live in. You're forsaking the only help you got. And you're hewing out something else to make you happy. And you know what? He's pretty strict about the Bible. Thou shalt have no other God before me. I love Jesus. I love God. I'd love for us to sit down and get right down. Just write it down. How much time you spent with me this week? From Sunday to Wednesday. You don't tell me how much time you spent on your job, on your phone, on your goods, getting fish and cold meat. You can't let everything that you've done this week. You tell me what you got. Tell me what your idol is. And then we walk in here to this altar. And God will not run along with you. We're so superstitious. You know I wanted to leave, but I just so called. I told you. I feel scared about having friends tonight. But you kept off close to me. We've got all kinds of dogs out here. We've got all kinds of things we work with. Send us on. It's my desire. Is that your desire? My desire to do something. I will. I may not be honest with you. I'll just be straight up to you. It's a gun I wanted not long ago, but a few years ago. He said, I love you so much, Albert. He said, you could be in hell, son. You 
That was Paul's desire that day. He saw them women. You remember what the preacher said the day when the Lord came up on them, them men over there? And they, he said they were just sheep without a shepherd. He was moved with compassion. He wanted his children to leave when they came up on them and they don't love the Lord. And they worshiped and they never really got their thing in this world. You see them as sheep without a shepherd. The experience. And it will stir in you. You will move you to compassion. You will know who killed you.
For in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said. For we are also his offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's hand devices. And the times of this ignorance God winked at. But now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, others said, We will hear thee again of this matter. So Paul departed from among them. Howbeit certain men clave unto him and believed. Among the which was Dionysus, Dionysus the Eropagate, and a woman named Demaria. And others with them. Not everybody is going to choose. Some's going to mock. Some, some's going to. Uh, uh, some's going to say we'll hear this again. There's going to be some. There's going to be some that will seek out. There's going to be some that will feel for them. You know what happened? Call upon him while he's near. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things will be added to you. I've said it many a time. You know what it took to get Lazarus by? Crumb. All it took. A lot of times we get what we want, and then we do we really want what we get? All of it. I don't need the earth's fine. That's one reason she had that on her heart all week. That's one reason I want to come in and We don't need all these things that we've got. It will be our desire to live for Him and to have what He's got for us. I'm telling you, I thought as I was studying into this, I thought about Moses choosing Lazarus to suffer affliction with the people of God and the living place that they called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And you know what? Moses never wanted to know. He didn't. Why, he had ups, he had downs, he had good times, he had bad times. He never wanted to. He wanted to live. day, he said the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed within us. All these days, what we're going through ain't even going to be a memory. Yeah. I told you something when I was preaching, I said, what? 
one little part, the plains of Sodom, and he thought he had it all. And the Lord said, Abraham, look eastward, look westward, look north, look south, all that's yours. Hey, some people, they would just settle for the little piece of this world. And the Lord said, we could have east and west and north and south. And they're going to die right here in this little piece of this world. They're going to lift their eyes in hell. And they're going to have an eternity of torments when they could have had an eternity of heaven. That's sad. But it's going to take them to give you a feeling for it and seeking for it. But it's up to us and the Spirit stirs to tell them about that God they don't know. I love this, you know. I thank the Lord for this scripture.